We should hire you. Jesus, I'd give you the 25 grand as a signing bonus. I'll take it. Unfortunately, we only hire from Harvard. And you not only did not go to Harvard Law School, you haven't even gone to any law school. What if I told you that I consume knowledge like no one you've ever met and I've actually passed the bar? I'd say you're full of crap. That's a Barbary legal handbook right there, right? Open it up, read me something, anything. Civil liability associated with agency is based on several factors, including, including the deviation of the agent from his path, the reasonable inference of agency on behalf of the plaintiff, and the nature of the damages themselves. How did you know that? You're gonna get lit up. What just happened? You got lit up. Damn straight. Now you're asking to get lit up. Somebody wants to get lit up. Hey, welcome to a brand new podcast about suits, and yes, it's called Get Lit Up. This is case number one for episode number one, The Pilot, and this is Tuesday, September 26, 2023. It's about 6.30 in the evening here in Dallas, Texas, and my name is Dave. You know me as Big Yoda on Twitter. And I have the lovely and talented Miss Brandy, who is my second chair, name partner in the firm. Hey, Brandy. Hey, how are you? Hey, you know what? I, you know, when we started talking about this idea a few weeks ago, it was just a, hey, this would be kind of fun to do. And it's just kind of evolved over the last three weeks into just saying, hey, we really want to do this, right? It's really kind of cool. And, you know, I've just really started watching the show, right? And and my wife and I are binging it now. And you have seen the whole thing. Oh, yes, I have. So I was looking for something to watch on Netflix in the evenings and couldn't really find anything and I was like oh Harvey is really good looking I'm gonna watch that so never in my life did I th- think I was gonna get addicted so so I think the first night I was already through half of season one and I was like this is the most awesome show ever and I've just I binged it for days and days and days until I finished it and then when I finished it I was so sad I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna have to watch it all over again it's funny. I saw somebody on the Suits Facebook page recently, today, as a matter of fact, when I say recently, she said that it took her, like somebody from a Game of Thrones or something site that she was on, told her to watch this show, and she got through it in four days? I mean... Oh, I could believe it. Jeepers. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It was just so good. So there's a, you know, there's one season where it's kind of... Mm, but, you know, you get through it, and it's still good. It's still so, so good. 
all the storylines are amazing. Isn't it true, Brandy, that you are a podcast neophyte, novice, never done this before? You are correct. So this is, y'all have to be nice, right? Y'all have to be nice to Brandy. This is her first time out on the podcast airwaves. I, on the other hand, have been podcasting since 2006. I am an Annie Award-winning podcaster. Yes, indeed. I, I Yes, I got two Annie Awards for the best gaming podcast back in 2007 and 2008. And that was the highlight of my podcasting career, and it's been downhill ever since. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. But the idea for us is to come on here, talk about the show that we both really like. I am binging it with my wife. I am through season five. We just started into season six as we're recording this today. So, oh, that's awesome. yeah, so I'm not, you know, and that being said, we're going to try and stay spoiler free for those of you. We're going to assume that most of you have seen everything and or are we watching it? Some of you may have found this show while you're watching Suits for the first time. If so, great, wonderful. It's great to have you. But we're, we're going to try not to spoil things as best we can. Can Is, is somebody going to slip up and say something like, you know, I can't believe that Harry's going to die. You know, uh, Oh, sh no, I'm kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> totally made that up. Totally made that up. We're, we're going we're gonna to stay relatively spoiler free. And we have plans for a Discord and Facebook group and all this jazz. We're, we're going to have separated little sections to where people can talk about specific seasons if they want to in episodes without spoiling the other episodes for the other people who may not be there yet. So all this starting at getlitup.com. That is our website. It's already up. It is kind of bare bones right now, but there is a way for you to join the firm. There is a way to send us feedback, and we would love for you to send us any kind of feedback, any kind of episode advice, things that you want to bring up for episode number two of Suits, for case two for us. You know, we would love to see you guys start to get involved. Obviously, this will be up on Apple Podcasts. As soon as we record our first one, we can petition for membership in the vaunted Apple Podcasts. And <laughs> we'll be using Podbean as kind of a podcatcher, and that's going to send it out all over everywhere. So you guys will be able to see this and find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts on any podcatcher that you have. So, you know, with that, let's start talking about Suits Episode 1, The Pilot, cleverly named The Pilot. Yes. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 1. And, you know, it starts off. You know, we the, the very first thing we see is Lewis Litt, the man for whom this show is named Get Lit Up. He is talking to Jessica. Lewis, of course, being played by Rick Hoffman and Jessica being played by Gina Torres. If, if you're not familiar with Gina Torres or if you, where have I seen her from? If you're just barely getting into suits like I was, she was on 911. And she was also in uh, Justice League. And fun fact, she was married to Lawrence Fishburne, which is pretty awesome. She was married to Lawrence Fishburne. You know, I mm -hmm. didn't. I did not know that. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, they divorced in uh, twenty eighteen. Oh, it was was that was that because he realized that Neo was the one, and he went off to chase his dream. I don't. Know. <laughs> 
know. Who knows? Or she realized Suits was really going to take off and uh, said, see ya. See ya. Wouldn't want to be. Yeah. You know, that's about the time that they, <laughs> never mind. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The the Matrix is another thing, and that brings up pop culture references. There are so many pop culture references throughout Suits. We're going to try and name them as we get there. But you, when you join the firm and when you get to the Discord, we're going to announce a Discord and all that stuff. We want a goal. We're going to open up our Discord to the entire general public when we get 50 reviews on Apple iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. We want 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we will... You know, although those of you that are very intrepid will find out that there's actually already a Discord link on our website. But, you know, <laughs> hey, it, it is what it is. You can join. There's really not much there because I haven't configured the full server yet for, for ranks and all that stuff. But when you get there, you're going to start as a paralegal and you're going to work your way up the, up the firm based on feedback that you give us and, and how many times you interact with the other with the other people in the firm. And you'll be able to go up all the way to senior partner. I don't know if we're going to have any other named partners or not, but right now, you never know. Yep, never know. Yep. Anyway, they're talking about Gerald Tate, right? So Lewis and Jessica are talking about Gerald Tate. Gerald Tate is played by John Bedford Lloyd. He was the one of the big bads in Ozark. He was also in the Bourne uh, movies. And they're, he's, he's like, this is the first time that we see one of the catchphrases, right? We have a problem. Don't they say that a lot? Yes, a lot. There's, we have a problem. There's folder slamming. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to start counting, I think. Maybe. I don't know. It just depends. And this is where you start to see the, the groundwork being laid for what winds up being one of the primary drivers across the entire show. And I'm not spoiling anything here. Lewis comes in and says, we have a problem. Gerald Tate's pissed off. And what does Jessica say? Let's get Harvey. Go get Harvey. Immediately makes Lewis feel like a little squirt. Right? And this is going to be a, a theme. Lewis is jealous. Lewis doesn't like Harvey. There's this constant competition between the two. Oh, and also, Harvey just got named senior partner. And Lewis is ticked off because his billables are way higher than Harvey's, which Harvey doesn't care about. Right. Right, he he's he's more of a contingent guy, right? He goes on the on the on the lawsuit wins and the victories and all that jazz. Right, because he's the closer. That's right. He's the best closer in all of uh -huh. New York. And all he cares about is winning. All I do is win. That's right. That's going to be another. That's going to be another thing that you're going to see about Harvey because this the next scene we cut to Harvey. We see Harvey for the first time. Harvey, of course, played by Gabriel Mocked, and he's playing poker. And he is basically going to win with pocket rockets, pair of aces, for those of you that don't play poker. And it just kind of sets him immediately as this is the guy. This is the man. It's like the hero shot right at the very beginning. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. That I really like that scene. Only Well, probably because I like to play poker. But he was just bluffing his way. And I totally wish I could bluff that way in poker. I'd probably play a lot more if I could. <laughs> right. Right, you know, and and we, this is this isn't the first time poker is going to factor into the show, you know, poker, drinking, all these things that you associate with lawyers and law firms. They're they're all these tropes are going to make an appearance, right? Well, Harvey gets the note. He goes back to Jessica's office, and when he runs into Gerald, Gerald Tate, 
he basically just gives him a verbal bitch slap and sends him packing. Because what did Gerald try to do? He tried to he tried to pull a last minute deal with Cooper to embarrass him and get him the hell out and Right. He was giving him an honorary position. Right. And he doesn't like him. And so Harvey was like, No, you're gonna do the right thing and you are gonna give him his honorary position and Gerald said, Uh, no, I'm not and Harvey was trying to hold him to it and that's when he held up that oh, that letter right that said, This says you're gonna do this. Right. And it also says, you know, when we when we close this deal, our fee became due and payable. And guess what? You already paid me. So go get your get the hell out of here and go do the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, of course, he was bluffing. Right. Right. But yeah. So there you go, right? That's that sets the stage immediately. It, it immediately caught my attention in, in terms of how we started the show. I always love things that start. Boom, you know, in media res, right? There's no wind up. It just starts. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And it's just, it's very attention grabbing. And, you know, here you have Mike running from, you know, drug dealers and Harvey bluffing, playing poker and, you know, and then Harvey saying, I'm the closer. I am this, I am that. And it was very, um, definitely set the tone in the first episode. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And speaking of Mike, Mike is, we, we see the first time we see Mike is taking an LSAT for someone else. And he's sitting there and the proctor just starts looking at him for some reason. Like, do I know you? Have I seen you before? He like starts to recognize him a little bit. And then as it's, as the time expires and people are turning in their, their booklets, then the proctor approaches him. Do I know you from somewhere? No, I've just got a, you know, I've got a common face or whatever. And that's where Mike, did I say he was played by Patrick Adams? I should have. That's where he gets a break because a woman drops her book right next to the proctor. The proctor gets distracted and he buries the book to where the dude can't find it and then books it out of the auditorium. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that not only did he just recognize him, but Mike was actually just sitting there so he wouldn't be like the first to finish is what I was thinking too after re-watching it. And I was like, okay, does he recognize him or is he trying to make it less obvious that he knows every answer and then some? That's entirely true because he was just sitting there. And once mm-hmm. the proctor started looking at him, he finally had to, oh, wait, I'm going to open my book and like play like I'm doing something. Yeah. So that, that's entirely possible that... That mm-hmm. he, yeah, but and he like cha- he has this all figured out. He changes his clothes. He puts his cap on some other guy. The proctor goes and gets the wrong guy, and he makes his escape, only to get ripped off by the kid that was paying him to do the LSAT because he only get paid he only got paid half of what he was supposed to. But this was the funny thing: is at the end he's like, you know, he the guy wants him to make a one seventy five. and he's like, no, you're too stupid to make a one seventy five. If you made a one seventy five, <laughs> you know. And the guy was like, oh, and a loser like you is going to only make a 175? He said, no, I get a 180. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and it's like, I mean, if you tanked on your SATs and you're scoring a perfect score in the LSAT, you're just aching to get caught. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so there, you know, that's the next scene. And then we start, to, then we meet another one who, character that we're going to grow to dislike, Trevor. 
played by Tom Lipinski. Even his name is scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a oh. he's a drug dealer. He is a dealer of weed and you know, he needs Mike to make a drop and this is where we get the first pop culture reference of the entire series. And he says, Mike says back to Trevor, no way a person is more likely to die while dealing drugs than on death row in Texas. <laughs> right. And so, you know, of course, then they, they smoke weed together. Right. So that, I mean, that's, that's how that goes. Right. And, and the, that scene just kind of ends with him saying, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But what happens? We get to meet somebody else. Oh, she's my favorite. We get to meet Grammy. She's played by Edith Ross. Um, or Edith Ross is yeah. Grammy's name. Yep. And she's played by Rebecca Scholl. Sweetest lady, but certainly keeps Mike in line for sure. Oh, absolutely she does. And if you guys kind of, uh, where do I know Rebecca uh, Scholl from? Or Edith Ross, I'm sorry, right? Who, who's played by Rebecca Scholl. Where do I know Rebecca Scholl? She was Billy Crystal's mom in Analyze This and Analyze That from way that back in the day. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And so it's it's funny that when we we meet her, she is really unaware of the particulars of what Mike is doing, but she basically says, stop with all that stuff anyway. She knows that he's in the no good. Right, especially because she's not a big fan of Trevor's and really wants him to get away from hanging out with Trevor so much. Right, right. And this will become a theme as well, right? Because Mike is back at the apartment. Jenny shows up. We get to meet Jenny, who's played by Vanessa Ray, right? You would know her from Pretty Little Liars or Blue Bloods. Mm -hmm. She did a lot there. And kind of surprised Trevor because she wasn't supposed to be there and made up a lie about trying to get Mike to work for him, which he kind of is, right? But she thinks he's a coder, you know, geeky profession, mm -hmm. right? And so she's not really suspicious, but yeah. And where does it cut to? Oh, right. Because then we go and we see Harvey with Jessica and Lisa. The, mm -hmm. yes, the waitress Lisa walks up and he's like, oh, I never do this, but you know, and he tries to hit on her. And then she says, well, I get off at 10 past. I'm never going out with you. Mm -hmm. I like that. It was funny. And, and, I was like, oh, oh, what happened? Closer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the funny thing is it immediately cuts to the morning and she's and at his apartment. She is. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> yes. that's another thing we're going to have to track is hookups, right? So hookup counter, Harvey, number one, bingo. Yep. Yep. Waitress so, Lisa. Waitress Lisa. So there you go, right? And uh, this is about the time then we, we fast forward a little bit and Lewis is having a freak out about Gerald Tate, right? Mm-hmm. And... Harvey's got his promotion. They say that they've got to do some recruiting meetings, which kind of is setting up what's going to happen later in the episode. And Lewis says he can just swan in here whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. Did you know? And the funny thing is with um, Harvey, his middle name is Swan. Gabriel's. Middle name. Yeah, Gabriel's middle name yes. is Swan. Gabriel Swan mocked. Yeah, you the one that told me about that. And I, I know, had I was, no idea. 
I thought that was so crazy. I was like, no way his middle name is Swan. And I had just rewatched that first episode. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think one of his first roles, he was Gabriel Swan or something oh, like that. Right. He? Yeah. I, oh. I think that's what they I think that's how he got credited. He got credited as Gabriel Swan. And I don't remember where it was or where I read that. So I may be full of crap, but I, I believe that that's the case. One of his first, uh, uh, you know, credited roles was that, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Harvey had just gotten his promotion, and because of that, Jessica reminds him that according to the firm's bylaws, a senior partner has to hire an associate for the firm and for themselves. And so that's where he has to go and hire an associate. He hates it. He doesn't want to have a he doesn't want to have an associate, right? Because he works alone as he says it, right? Right. But he has to do it anyway, and they set this deal up where we meet Donna for the first time. And oh, my favorite character. Your favorite character? Yes, my favorite character. All her Donna-isms are off the chain. They legendary. are so hilarious. They are absolutely legendary. We haven't met her yet. We just talk about Donna setting up interviews at the Chilton Hotel, and that is, well, we cut to the doctor that's telling Mike that Grammy is going downhill and needs private care or a skilled nursing facility. Basically Mike needs to come up with $25,000 for private care. Mm-hmm. And so what does he do? The knucklehead. Oh, I know. I just, I was just thinking to myself, I could kill him. But I, on the other hand, I could see where he was coming from. He's like, okay, one and I'm done. And that's it. Right. I give I make one drop. I will make one drop for you. Blah blah blah. I need 25 grand and it's for Grammy and so he gets a briefcase from Trevor that's filled with Mary Jane and it just so happens that the drop is at the Chilton Hotel. How about that? Uh-huh. Plot point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the the thing that they don't know or that he doesn't know. In fact, Trevor at this point doesn't know is that it's a sting. And the guys who give him, Trevor, the drugs, tell him later that, well, we're going to figure out if this new buyer is a, is a cop because they're not sure that it's not a sting, but they think it is. And then they, they held Trevor at gunpoint, don't they? Well, actually, and, Trevor had taken the bag and he was leaving and he was like, oh, I forgot the keys. So he went back to grab a set of keys and that's when he overheard them say, we'll see if this guy's real, if he's a cop or, you know, what have you. Well, the guy heard Trevor going to get the keys and said, you know what? You're going to stay here with us and we're going to take your phone. So you can't call your little buddy and tell him what's up. That's what it was. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they basically restrict him from being able to call Mike, which is going to cause some tension later in the episode. But Mike, you know, has the suitcase and he's getting ready with his suit and all that jazz looking all nice. And Jenny shows up again, uh-huh. tells him how nice he looks. And I swear to God, when I saw this for the very first time, the way this, this, there was only one character in the history of ever that like her look went right through the screen and like made my heart melt. And that was Allie Larder. 
and because of the look that she gave somebody during some movie somewhere, but I always remember it forever. And I was like, oh my God, these two are going to fuck right now. <laughs> and You know, no woman ever touches a man's suit and lapel like that if they don't want them. Yeah. It's like... I, that's a little up close and personal you're you know and i was like there's some obvious sexual tension here with them and you know it's not obvious it's not they're they're jenny is trevor's girlfriend but you just you just know that something is there between the two of them but it, it there's nothing overtly you know there's no proof of it you're just you're like okay that look just that was not you're my friend kind of look good luck at your new right. job that wasn't. And it almost makes you, I know with us females, it almost makes you like dig into like a backstory like, oh, her and Trevor had probably been dating for a couple of years and she knows Trevor's a douche at the end of the day, but she still likes him and he gives her everything she wants or what have you. And then here's Mike, the good guy who can't get out of a hole and all this other. And I'm sure, I, I don't know how much she knows about you know, the backstory of Trevor and Mike and why they're in that predicament. But she just knows that Mike is such a good guy and Trevor's not. And I think she's just obviously attracted to him. And when, you know, especially when she does little things like fixing his tie and, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Just those little things. Right. And that was, that was it. It was a very short scene. Boom, boom, boom. It was done. And then they cut over and we finally see Sarah Rafferty for the first time. And yes, I am, absolutely in love with donna she is a great character not my favorite character on the show but she i mean just she checks all the boxes for any red-blooded american male who is heterosexual and yeah sarah rafferty she plays donna to a t too strong independent intelligent just an incredible character really really is i think i think the reason why she's my favorite is she is a straight shooter. She says what's on her mind and she just has this, this way about her, this charisma about her that she could say, go off a, go jump off a cliff and fuck yourself. And it would be like, have a great day. <laughs> all, you know, all at the same time with a red pretty bow and you know, and it's Donna. So right. they'd be like, okay. And the way she whispers things to people like under her breath, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of something that she says, but she's like, I'm busy being amazing and walks off. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this. And or then, I'm Donna. I know everything. She does know everything too. And we'll see that. She does. She, so <laughs> she does. Uh, Gabriel, I, Harvey tells her to go find another him. And she's like, Oh, so you want another pompous jackass? <laughs> And he said, see, you get me. I, this is why I love you. Right. So the first and time. And I was just like, this is great. Yes. And so the, and, and we're like, okay, maybe there's a thing there already, right? I'm like, these mm-hmm. two obviously have history. There's, there's right from the start, there's chemistry between those two. And, 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 and those of you that know them, they've been best friends since like 1993 when they mm-hmm. met. And when Gabriel got the, the series script, he immediately sent it to her and said, you're Donna. You know, and boom, that just that was when casting is made that simple by people that have that kind of chemistry. My God, it was just the foundation for a fantastic show. Right. And then another very short scene. So this reminds me very much of Aaron Sorkin. And I I don't 
know what influence, if any influence at all, that Aaron Sorkin had on the show, but the dialogue, the snappy, the wit, it it screams Aaron Sorkin. Obviously, it's not him because you don't hear any of, of, of Aaron Sorkin's catchphrases, you know, in there, mm-hmm. you know, six to five and pick them and things like that, that that's that slip their way into every single one of Aaron Sorkin's show, shows. But I think that there's a hidden agenda. Maybe one of his students wind up, you know, being the producer or the writer or something like that, because I really think that... And, and actually, you know what, I'll get to that here in a second. But that that scene immediately cut off and then boom, another short scene because Jessica's having breakfast with Philip, who's the older, who used to be the managing partner for mm-hmm. Pearson Spector. I'm sorry, Pearson Hardman. Hardman, yeah. Pearson Hardman. And uh, this was Philip, who's played by Victor Garber, one of my favorite character actors in the world, right? Because... He was a Canadian ambassador in Argo. He was Thomas Andrews, the architect of the of the Titanic, you know, back in the Titanic yes. movie. You know, yeah. he was in DC, Legends of Tomorrow. He, he, um, Admiral Halsey in the Orville. I mean, the guys played a lot of cool parts. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really hoping to see more of him. Yeah, and that's the only time, <laughs> at least you know, I'm you know, it's the only time I've seen him, and he wasn't at all in, in at all in series one, and and in that's a bit of a spoiler, but that's it. We we see like. You know, Jessica's getting advice and is concerned mm-hmm. about turning the reins over to Harvey because Harvey doesn't care about people, right? And we know Harvey right. just cares about right. Winning. And I, she's so worried about, even though she does, she's so worried about how do you know? And that's like you know, with a guy, how do you know that woman is the one? Whereas with her, it's like how do you know that your successor is the one? You know, in your gut, but in your heart, it's like he doesn't care about people. He cares about winning. So how do I know he's going to be the best one? Yeah. So in uh, a valid concern, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's where Harvey actually, you know, has some growing to do because he's still a little bit adolescent when it comes to that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so th- we we cut back to Donna again. He's she's starting to screen these people, and this guy standing in front of her and says, "Why should I let the whitest man America, whitest man in America, go, <laughs> go see Harvey <laughs> Specter?" And the guy's like. <laughs> because I have an appointment. Oh my God. Right. I was like, Oh boy. Yeah. That was just, I love that. that. How, you know, he brings him in and she's giving him, you know, just little facial expressions. No way. You don't want this one. No. And yeah. I, I love it. Right. That's so hilarious. And, and in the meantime, Mike is in the hotel trying to figure out where he's going and he sees a sign that says the pool is closed. And then he walks up to where he's supposed to be. And this guy's filling with a lock. And he walks up and you see the cutaway of this other, this other hotel, you know, concierge, bellhop, whatever, was wearing white gloves. This one in that uniform was not wearing gloves. And the dude next to him was a suit. And so he made them immediately as, as FBI or cops or whatever. And he asked what the time was and something or something else. And he's wearing a suit and he's, you know, looking all nice. The, the guy gives him the time and he's like, sees the... He sees the he sees the gun when the guy like checks his watch. He sees the gun, and remembers. And so he asks about the pool, and and of course this is, the you know, uh, of course the pool is a very good place, right? Because this is uh-huh. the Chilton Hotel, uh, whatever. And he's like, oh. oh yeah, he asked if the pool was open. Right. He said, yes, of course. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. And and so he makes them as cops, and he takes off and runs down. It's trying to get away, and then runs into Donna, who's looking for Rick Sorkin. 
Oh, you know, one thing I noticed when he was running away from them, when he was running down the stairs, his briefcase clunked against the railing of the stairs and popped open one of the locks. Oh, and so right. I because I kept thinking, I'm like, how in the world did that thing open so easily? Right. And yeah. And even like when you just mentioned, he remit with him having this photographic memory, he had noticed the bellhop in the beginning didn't have gloves on, but this one did. And so I missed that part. So I was like, oh, dang. So, yeah. 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 And that's the, that's the funny part, right? Is that Dono's like, Mr. Sorkin, you're five minutes late. Why should I let you in? Well, I don't care if I'm getting in. I'm just trying to get away from the cops. And she is so like, she like looks at Harvey and winks. Mm-hmm. this is the guy right here. I'm like, what the hell? Seriously? And, <laughs> and that's where he walks in to meet with Harvey. And then the very first thing that happens is that the damn briefcase opens and Harvey's like, whoa, what the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh. Yep. And that's where you cut to the beginning of, the, of what we played off the top of the show, which was Mike talking to him and pressing him you know, with how he can think on his feet, you know, why would you, why would you ask what the time was? You know, I was like, well, what kind of self-respecting drug dealer would walk up to a cop and ask what time it was? <laughs> self-respecting. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, wow. Okay. And and, 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 and then that's when Harvey says, well, we should hire you. You know, I'll give you that 25 grand as a signing bonus. Right. Bam. You know, and then bam, bam, bam. Mike has him read and, and, you know, they have a little law off and, and Mike beats him playing solitaire while he's, oh, well, you've got oh, a computer right. to come up with that. Yes, I do have a computer flips around playing solitaire, right? And so, yeah, he beats Harvey's ass. Harvey decides, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. We can't hire you because we only hire from Harvard. And then he sticks his head out and sees all the little geeky shits that are waiting for their interview, turns back around and says, you know what? Let's do this. I'm going to send the email now, letting him every, letting everyone know I found my associate. That's right. That's right, right? Mm-hmm. And that was and so there you go. That's that's where we start the Mike Ross era of suits. And then of course he tells Mike, "Get rid of the briefcase. Don't ever speak to Trevor again and go buy some goddamn suits." You know? Oh wait. See, this is always the goddamn thing. We're just going to we're going to hear all the goddams that come out in season 1 right now. They say it a lot. They do. And that's one thing that I don't really say a whole lot. And after watching Suits, I think it all the time. I'm like, oh my, God damn it. I know, right? I know. So it's great. So Mike goes to the Harvard tour. He tries to, he tries to walk his way in. They, they throw him out knowing full well, hey, you know, you have to do this six weeks in advance. He does his mic thing. He uses his superpower. He gets all the names off of there and then figures out the guy. He says, hey, Dean Wormer wanted me to go talk to you. Dean Wormer is from Animal House. Oh, my gosh. So I could not remember watching Animal House. So I was just watching, like, the best clips of Animal House. Oh, gosh. Jim Belushi is freaking hilarious in that show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. So we've got another pop culture reference with with Dean Wormer from Animal House, Animal House. Oh, do you remember on the way out he uh, Harvey stuck his head out and said, "Hey, I'm going to make sure that that uh that uh oh shoot. Serpico. I'm I'm going to make sure Serpico's not waiting for you." 
And, right. and so there are pop culture references everywhere, movie quotes, all that stuff. And you, if you catch them, it's great. It's really, f- I, I, I just, I laugh when they do these things and I catch something. Most of the time they're going to say, you know, you're a fan of Top Gun or you're a fan of whatever they're going to quote to let mm-hmm. you in on the fact that they just quoted a movie, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes they don't, right? Like that one. I'm going to make sure Serpico's not out there. You know, if, if you know, you know. But if, you know, if you don't, then it just flies right by you, right? And Yeah, because originally I thought he said, I thought he was talking about Sorkin. And so when you and I started talking about this, you, you said, oh, yeah, Serpico, did you catch that? And I'm like, what? So when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's right there. Right. You know, and then once we get into the case here in a second, there's another big honking one that's going to come up and get us. But, you know, Mike does his thing at, at Harvard, tries to get some information. But one thing he sees is the, is the top 10 graduates. And this is going to come into account a little bit later. And so then he goes in for his first day. And notice, notice the office. No spoilers here, but just notice the office in, in the, the set that they use for this episode. And just, you know, kind of take note of the various colors and various things out there. And we meet the Duchess. Of course, she's not the Duchess at this time, right? She's just Meghan Markle, Rachel Zane. Right. And he immediately, his first words out of his, out of his mouth, I think, wow, you're pretty. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yes. So he is immediately smitten with her. Right. And he's, and she's like, almost like out of the top gun, you know, I see 10 hot shots every new, every six weeks, you know, everybody hits on me. I'm I'm immune from it. And just kind of starts starts him on his tour and they go to the bullpen. Mike shows off all his knowledge of everything that he heard because she accuses him of not, uh, of not listening. And then she's like, nobody likes to show off and blah, blah. Right. And, and all this is happening while, while Harvey's almost getting stripped because of, of his promotion because Gerald wanted to leave because Lewis tried to poach him. I mean, this is the first we see of Lewis being an underhanded little snake. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that he went and found him and was saying, oh, I'm going to take over your case and I can do it better than Harvey. And I was like, what is he doing? I thought they were all on the same team. Right. And so they're they're screwing it up. And then, you know, Harvey lied to a client. Jessica's like, you're, you know, I'm going to I'm going to turn you in and you're going to get fired, blah, blah, blah. And Harvey turns it right back around saying, you know, if you were going to do that, you would have done it already because you're obligated to do that and go to the ethics board mm-hmm. when I first did it. So now that you didn't do it, you're just as culpable as I am, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets his he gets his promotion back. And right. the funny thing is that's juxtaposed with immediately Harvey turning around and trying to fire Mike. And, yes. <laughs> And saying that, you know, you're a fraud. You didn't even go to Harvard. And all of a sudden you hear Don on the intercom. What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Mike, of course, fires back. Same thing, you know, has him over a barrel. Okay, you're rehired. You know, so this is this is an an example of one of those things where it just goes back and forth and they're all in each other's face. Harvey blackmails Jessica back into the promotion so that and then she makes him take a pro bono case. And that's where Mike gets his first case. Yay. Yeah, because Jessica is like don't hand it off and then you know that's the you know first thing the starting of the throwing of the folders hey here's your case bam right. it's almost right. like you don't have a case until you have a folder thrown at you <laughs> right that's it right the folder thrown. we need to count those too yes and the so mike goes out and meets with this new client right who works at 
Devlin McGregor. Did you know what Devlin McGregor is? From The Fugitive. I, yes. And then I did some I did some digging too. I was like, how did that coincide with The Fugitive with Harrison Ford? Well, Harrison Ford's character was getting was on trial for um, murdering was his it wife, killing his wife. Yeah, yeah. But it was actually the pharmaceutical company um, of Devlin McGregor, and so he was going after him. Right, right. So it's it's mm. funny that now we got now we have a Devlin McGregor reference. And it's sexual harassment, right? So one thing leads to another. She was she was asked to stay late. The guy hits on her. She went to HR and gets fired, right? This is a story, a tale of woe that happens way too often because all too often male superiors are in a position of being able to force their will upon female subordinates, and it's wrong. But they fired her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where he, Mike didn't know what to do. He goes back to Harvey and Harvey issues the quote that I almost used at the outset of the show was like uh, he said something around the lines of, you know, being a lawyer is just like being a doctor. You just press until it hurts. And once it hurts, you found the right you found the weak spot. And that's where you go. Mm-hmm. And you just press harder. Yes. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was yeah, and, that's where he goes. Yeah. Mike was finding it hard to. Uh, as far as the harassment case, because he didn't have anybody else. They wouldn't give up old employee records right. or anything like that. Because if there's one, there's got to be many others. Right. Because it's not the first time he's done it. And, you know, with having that company for so long. So there's got to be others. Right. Exactly. Right. And so that's where they hatch the plan of trying to go and get the, the files. And, and And in the meantime, I think Lewis shows up. And introduces himself to Mike because Mike really has two masters, right? Lewis is over all of the associates, but Harvey Mm -hmm. is like his partner. Right. And so he's, he's, he's at the, he's at the whim of, of two basically masters, right? And, and so I think Lewis comes in and he like brings in Gary and fires him on the spot for not doing a deposition or brief or something and mm-hmm. enforces his thing to, you know, to be feared. Like he is the guy and don't cross me, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Right. And it's, it's so Lewis, you, you've known Lewis for 20 yeah. minutes at this point, but you already know he's just, you know, Lewis is just the guy who's going to be underhanded. Yeah he's, yeah. he's the hated one. Yeah. And it, it's like, when he does it, you're like, gosh, what a douche. Oh yeah. my gosh. And, you know, and he's like, you know why I did that? Because I can. And it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I know, right? And so, uh, so he has a problem with Lewis. You know, Lewis tries to tries to intimidate him. He goes back to the apartment, and we find out that he hid the briefcase in a pizza box in the oven. Mm-hmm. And Trevor's continuing to put pressure on him to give up the goods. Now he boots Trevor out of the apartment, checks the pizza boxes to make sure the weed's still there. And you know, that's it for that little interaction. And then Mike, and then we, we cut back to the firm where Mike is approaching Rachel for help and makes up the fact that Donna said she's the best researcher. And, and she's like, I am the best researcher. (laughs) And then he (laughs) and then he says like an idiot. Well, I just made that up. Oh my God. 
<laughs> right. Right. I just made that up. Can you help me now? <laughs> yeah. After saying, why do you get an office? You're only a paralegal. Oh, my God. Mike, two strikes now. What the hell are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. Dig the hole a little deeper. <laughs> right. Right. If you like your, don't even think about it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, at that point, we meet Harvey's investigator, who is Vanessa. Uh, she's played by Julie and Emery uh, and doesn't factor hugely into this just now, except that she's getting some dirt on a guy for for Harvey. And we'll, we'll see about what that is later. And then you get a thing where Mike and Rachel are talking about her not being a good test taker. And you know where this is going. Yeah. You totally see Mike's wheels turning like, ooh, I bet she'd like me if I could take her test for her. <laughs> right. And then she actually said, oh, if, any, if, if, if only somebody else could take the LSAT for me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but this oh, is. Oh, if only. If only, right? Yeah, this is the mm -hmm. where he's like, you know, she's under duress, and and says, you know, we look like the bad guys here. We're putting we're putting them under duress, and Mike, and it gives Mike an idea that says, hey, wait a second, you know what? All these, all these cases, this investigation, they were all run by people who report to the CEO, who was the guy who was accused of doing this. So nobody could actually give a truthful statement because they were under duress. That's how they got the judge to grant them the, the motion of getting all their employee files in which they get like 10,000 employee files and they try to bury them in paperwork. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And he was exactly right and spot on when, you know, everybody, they have to go to the CEO and they have to file a statement or with HR and then, you know, to the CEO. And, and I mean, it's, that's a whole nother tangent on itself that women just do not want to come forward because their characters put on trial. So, well, yeah. Yeah. And we get another pop culture reference because after that episode in court, he's like, man, I feel like, I feel like the fat guy that taught, that taught uh, Michael Corleone how to shoot a gun. <laughs> and then they're like, well, I know, I know who that guy is. Do you know? I, well, you know that I know that you know that I know. I'm, Oh my God. Right. <laughs> Clemenza. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I think Mike says Cordoza. No, it's Clemenza. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the whole, I, you know, I know, you know, you know, I know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Mike. And then Mike awesome. goes shoot suit shopping with Harvey's guy. And they, they, it's pretty woman all over again. Right. They don't take him seriously. And then he drops Harvey's name and then all of a sudden they give him a, they give him a scotch and the girl measures mm -hmm. his inseam. And I thought it was so funny. He was like medium. <laughs> and then she measures the inseam and she's like, and he's like, well, maybe large. And she looks at him <laughs> yeah. dead in the face and says, that's not how this works. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah, that was great. It yes. was. It was. So then we cut to Harvey meeting Dockery on the tennis court, and he's got the stuff Vanessa gave him and says, look, if my investigator can turn this up, then no, everyone else is going to find this because you're you're having an affair and you've had multiple affairs. Do this thing. you know, Give, give your wife these preferred shares, and he's going to cost him $2 million, <laughs> but he's like, you know what? Just do it because... That's it. You have to. It's the price of doing business. If you're going to sleep around, you're going to pay the price. Blah blah blah. It really right. is is fairly non consequential to the to the remainder. But that is, you know, that is just another plot line that's running with this other court case. And while the Joanna Webster thing is going, 
and Mike is is all over this, right? Joanna Webster's being hidden from from Devlin McGregor, and they're trying to find her. And and you know, it was six years ago. She doesn't want to testify, but he gets her to because he says, "Guess what, Harvey? I cared about her." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey's like, "Was that supposed to be salt in a wound?" <laughs> right, something like that. Yeah, you know. Am I so- supposed to care? Because yeah. I don't. Yeah, I know. Exactly. We learned about Harvey getting pulled out of the mail room, and that kind of lets a little bit of background about him. How Jessica, re- Jessica reminds him, you know, this is personal, and uh-huh. and you know they they talk about his history. She, I guess, put him into the the firm, getting him out of the mail room through college, through Harvard, all that stuff. And then we cut uh-huh. to where Mike got burglarized, and it was Trevor. Yes. Surprising. Shocker. Still wants the weed. So Mm -hmm. he does what any good drug dealer would do, and he takes the weed to work with him. (laughs) I'm going to hold it with me just so no one can find it. (laughs) And it's so funny that as soon as he walks in, Lewis is like, hey, Mike, it's pee in a cup time. Yep. Chop, chop. (laughs) I know. That's uh, that's Mike's first little close call about Harvard because he's walking in and says, you know, my, my brother... My brother, Mitch, Mitch Sandberg, or my cousin, Mitch Sandberg, he was your, he was your year at Harvard. He doesn't remember you. And he, <laughs> that's where he sees that top 10 list in his mind again and says, oh, Mitchell. Yeah, it didn't ring a bell, but yeah, Mitchell Sandberg. Yeah, I know him, blah, blah, blah. And, and that seems mm-hmm. to appease him for, you know, while he's doing the, while he's doing the thing and, and, yeah. and peeing in the cup and all that jazz. But, but Mike uh, has to eventually you know, deal with Trevor because that is still going while this other case is still going while he's still trying to get to the deposition where his witness all of a sudden just falls apart. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that deposition, yeah. they just took her apart. Yeah, they did. And she, and that was one thing that she was worried about too, just ripping her to shreds. Yeah. And it granted it was a, it was a, juvenile record that should have been sealed and that's just you know a good attorney is going to get his hands on that stuff and he's going to prove that the girl lied and that was it but mm-hmm. so she runs off and says mike don't ever talk to me again blah 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 right harvey mm-hmm. harvey tells mike to fix it and he can't so harvey yeah gets, with him still being so new in the game he's yeah struggling to figure out ways how to fix things. And as he learns more from Harvey. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This is where he wants to quit. Right. He tells his Grammy, he (laughs) wants to quit. And, and she, she tells him the only way that you leave is if they rip you out. And that kind of gives him a little bit of, of, you know, resolve. And Harvey in the meantime said, Hey, you know what? Either, either if you come back tomorrow, I'll know, but you, you've still got this shit in your, in your desk. I know what's in there, you know, and either go back to your drug trafficking or, 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 you know, hit this career head on. I'll know tomorrow what your, what your decision is. And so that's where he goes and confronts Trevor and he opens the case in front of Jenny. Oh, that was great. I I was like, uh, yeah. And takes all of Trevor's expensive suits, opens it in front of Jenny's in front of Jenny and basically Gave him a huge, you know, fuck off and yeah. walked and, out the door. I and, was like, Gross. yes, and took two of his suits with him. Thousand mm-hmm. dollars, two of his thousand yeah. dollar suits. Now or even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So I imagine and we're going to see that. As far as, yeah, with Grammy, I think she is his center. And when the going gets tough, he goes, he leans on her and remembers what his purpose is. And when she was like, you're not leaving until they rip you out of there. You're just not. Yep. Yep. And so then he was like, you know what? You're right. I got to do this and get my life on track. And he's so afraid of disappointing her. So. Yep. And so he still doesn't know what he's going to about do about Joanna, but Harvey finds him and tells him, hey, look, you know what? You're back. But don't worry, because Jessica rode me hard, too. I wanted to quit every month. I tried to quit once a month. And mm-hmm. that apparently calmed down Mike a little bit, and he gives the information about Joanna. And this came from another thing where he put two and two together that said, hey, you're a fake employee. Wait. She was a plant. And they go and they confront her and say, yeah, I was just supposed to string you along until until the board meeting or whatever. And, and so that's how they knew that that was bogus. And... Mm-hmm. And then as they're walking out, <laughs> Mike was like, did you really try and quit once a month? And Harvey's like, no, because I'm not a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> I know. It, yeah. It's it's really kind of fun. And then, you know, they they charge, they tell the guy, we're going to bring you up on witness tampering charges, which is an actual crime instead of just a money crime for sexual harassment. And Harvey seemingly bluffs again and says yeah you know i i was the i was the best man at at the u.s attorney's wedding bullshit oh wait you know what the guy says bullshit and we get bullshit 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 you know that's another thing you're gonna hear a lot on this show is the bullshits but he's able to prove it with a picture right he's got a picture of the u.s attorney and him at the wedding and the guy backs down right so this is uh charles who who finally backs down and mike says and you're going to give her two hundred fifty thousand dollars to pay for school for tuition and he bitches about it but ultimately he's like his attorney is like ah okay do it do it yeah right and so that's it harvey has another case already for ready for mike and he's like oh so i'm i'm your i'm your sidekick now And, and harvey's like well don't go moving your stuff into wayne manor just yet Another pop culture <laughs> reference. Yep, Batman and Robin. That's right. And so we go through the Batmans. We go through Kilmer and we go through Clooney and then they settle on Keaton. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that, that's that's it. But, dude, I haven't yeah. quite decided which Batman I think Harvey is yet. I no, haven't quite decided. I, You know Jury's what? I, I don't know for sure, but, you know, the way... Here's the funny thing about Gabriel Mock, and this is just the way, you know, your facial structure is. He has Joker face, you know, because oh, if you does. notice how his how his lips fit together, you know, the, the first thing that I noticed when they started talking about Batman is I, I had Heath Ledger in my head. Do you know how I got these scars? That was the first <laughs> thing that went through my head. And, he does, and he pierces his lips together. Yeah, he part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so I, yeah, I, my wife even said something about that. He has weird lips. <laughs> They're little, like mine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so that's it. That's episode one in a nutshell, right? That is the pilot, and that you know we've met we've met the the main characters. You know your your five or six main characters being 
being Lewis and Harvey and Donna and Jessica and I, I wanted to say Megan, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and Mike. Right. So those yeah. are your six key players and we're going to introduce some others. And there's, and there's, there's some great character actors that come in and out of the show. But, and, and so, yeah, this is it. And, and the great thing is this episode's clocking in at almost an hour. This first episode, it runs long always because pilots run long, but we're going to aim for 30 to 45 minutes per show for the time being. And then we'll hopefully start getting some listener feedback from you guys and letting us know what you want to talk about or any observations that you have, things that you like, things that you love. My favorite character, by the way, we never talked about it. Oh yeah. Who is your favorite character? Lewis. Oh, I, you know, that does not surprise me. <laughs> we, that, you and I have known each other so long. Yeah. That does not surprise me that Lewis is your favorite. Right. And so, so, yeah, Brandy and I go way back, by the way. We we met, I think, this would have been almost 20 years ago now, right? Because I oh, think... Oh, God. I think, yes, because the girls are set are 27. Yeah. So, so I think they were eight. Yeah, they were getting yeah. ready to start their selects. They played on the same soccer team, and that's where we met, and they played together for a long, long time. And yeah. you, you were actually a friend of my wife's when I met my wife, and, and that was that was just one of the things that you guys became, you know, friends of ours, and, and that, mm-hmm. you know, that's just gone for, you know, a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, if, if those of you have a, have seen podcasts of somebody who's never podcasted before, right? Sometimes there's a lack of chemistry between the hosts, but there's not going to be that here because hell we've known each other almost as long as Gabriel has <laughs> known Sarah Rafferty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, even though I've never done a podcast, I'm obviously not afraid of talking. So there you go. That's, that's the only requirement yeah. is that you talk and you do stuff and you sound fun and people want to meet you and engaging. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's, that's podcasting is easy. <laughs> yeah well and i love i love suits and when you had put it out there you know who wanted to do a podcast with you i never in a, in a year in a million years thought you would say oh i'm gonna take you up on it and so when you had reached out i was like no way i nope. was like okay not the legal part i'm i'm not a legal right. enthusiast so if you guys want us you know we want to or at least i know what we've talked about is just diving into these characters and their and their backgrounds in the show and their relationships and the bonds that they share and you know like donna and harvey what's going on there and you know rather than all you know the legal aspect of it and so it's just whatever you guys want to know you know send us questions and you know that type of thing and let's dive into all that yep so you might be asking yourself how can you get in touch with us well it's pretty easy, actually, because on our site, we have getlitup.com. You can, on the very front page, it says send a brief. You can send us a legal brief if you would like, and that is like a correspondence or memo. And there's a, there's a link up top also that says send a memo to the partners. And we will, obviously, at the beginning, we'll be reading all of them because there's only going to be a few until we get more people to join the firm. And, you know, tell us what you want to talk about. Tell us your thoughts. That, that'd, be, that'd be ideal. We would love that. Obviously, go on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. All those things that happen. But getlitup.com is where you start. There's links to our social media stuff. We have Twitter. You can find me at BigYoda42. That is my personal Twitter thing. And we have the uh, GetLitUpCast, at GetLitUpCast on the X, which is formerly Twitter, right? 
And so you can correspond with us that way. We'll be, we'll be posting up briefs about the new shows and all that. And, you know, engaging on, on the Twitters. And I'll be putting show excerpts on TikTok where we're getting lit up cast there too. And, you know, it's just going to be a fun thing. We're, we're just going to play around with it. And, and I'm putting this out there right now. If somebody wants to create a mix of Greenback Boogie, I, I used a mix off the top of the show that wasn't the original show. That wasn't the original song. If somebody wants to create a mix, you will immediately be promoted to junior partner from paralegal, <laughs> right? We're, we'll make you either that or senior associate. I don't know which yet. If you can do that, I'll tell you what, Seth's senior associate. If somebody can score Rick Hoffman to do a wacky radio liner for us, basically where he says, hey, this is Rick Hoffman's of suits and you're about to get lit up. If you can get him to say that so I can, so I can open the show with that every single time, you immediately become a junior partner for that. Right. That's that. If, if you can help score us an interview or a talk or something with Rick Hoffman, because he's the guy that this Lewis lit is the guy that this show is named for. So, you know, everybody concentrates on Harvey and Donna. Lewis gets the short end of the stick sometimes, probably because he's a little yeah. weasel. But, you know, it's a complex character. That's why I like Lewis so much. It's a very complex character. And I, I don't want to reveal too much because Lewis right now just kind of looks like a sniveling idiot. But there is a complexity to Lewis's character that will become evident over time. And that's why, you know, it's the same reason I like Severus Snape in all the Harry Potters, because I believe Snape to be the most complex character of all of the Harry Potter universe. Right. And, and so, yeah, that's, and I'm a Slytherin to boot. So there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did, you know, form a, more of a hate relationship with Lewis in the beginning, but it was more of a love hate relationship towards the end, more love than hate, but I loved his character through the whole thing. Yep. So with that, we will say bye bye for case number one. And we will back be back with you next Tuesday for case number two, talking about season two, episode two of suits. Thank you very much for coming on. Good day. Thank you guys. Have a good night. See ya. All suits, images, likenesses, and audio is the property of USA Network, Universal Content Productions, and their respective copyright holders. All original content is the intellectual property of Studio 42, LLC. 